It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Bang! Uh, he stares in the eyes of the now. man who despises him. Welcome to Flight 3D. This is your captain speaking. We ask that you please note the emergency exits and safety signs in the event our journey becomes just too deep. M10 put a basketball down. He leaped tall, super in a single bound. Super ain't got no degrees, he ain't got no time for that. Street corner, crack houses, projects, his natural habitat. Super Nintendo got super strength, speed, and agility. So it's understandable when the cops beat him down to the best of their ability. Super Nintendo has no supervision. Instead, he has super it's between 17 and 25 super Ain't nobody got more than us. Aspiring artists sing saliva in their palms. Producing hits makes noise with their fists. Lanky limbros with afros break beats and pop locks on dance floors. Let me talk to you for a second. You hear me? You see me? You feel me? You taste the gumbo of my soul. Our voice, our choice, our life's silent poise, our death's raging noise. How quickly can we feel the voids with illness and distance? How well can we heal the pain with no trust, no faith, simply fear and rage? Does it even matter when we have valid reasons, season tickets, and life-permitted vouchers to feel this way? We live in like birds who fear flying, conditioned to the system that has us dying, babies still having babies while the village to raise each child is getting caged, facing exile, all the while we smile out of denial and consistent error and trial, on account of simplistic survival. Life will bend like raised braids. We all get in how we fit in and receive it how we see it. The single difference is how we spend it. Be crooks with books and brains get chained. Now looks get hooked by vision. The path paved, refrain from craving stained veins. Engage between page bind by savings of spent time. Invest in a life by releasing its truth. Despite enable stability, foundation, crocheted hooks and capabilities. His eyes on the sparrow, open mind, vision narrow. Take time to give life. Because birds in fear of heights is what we tend to look like. 
Take a dive. The risk is right. Double edge, pros and cons, either side, the place is here. I undress my fear, let it lay at rest. Requisite is the quiet mind. Silently beating in soul of my chest. Breaking bread with those who feed the fed. And lead the steps of the walking dead. To bark that speaks the life of breath. These leaves will fall, our stump will stand. The roots are everlasting, bloodline of our land. We dig for gold like no man can. A pharaoh from the moon and sun. I was born to exercise our right to use guns that pierce shooting stars we wish on. Wet ink and pupil vision claims them starlights as ours for the taking. So what for do you take in what you breathe out? It's a spout, cycle, circumference, orange by the drought. Tears pour, our ears soak in, hearts ring it out. Through the body's physical fight, screaming the same shout from beginning of time. Now, no sense of judgment, no expectations given. Standards rise high, though, and here we are, a village, each speaking through how we're living. A different language I speak than you. Now we reconstruct comfort zones. You walk alone without courage. I cross lanes and airways with planes when I'm discouraged. Enraged, how eyes can blind us, and thoughts without dialogue can lock our future behind us. Reverse freestyle, no rehearsal for a simple lifestyle. We will rise. Customize our consumer's disguise. They may try and eat me alive, but these veins have roots that survive cheating a thief and telling a liar the truth. As I rise, I'm such a humble, nasty disaster. So natural in this disaster, a tornado internally faster. We spin to see an end to circles, yet the eye of my chaos grips my limbs, crippled my tongue, stretched my ears, glossed my eyes. Now I hear my bliss and cry. Hearing twice as much as I speak, breathing life twice as much as I bleed. I pray change will cradle me, rock me right to sleep consistently. Allow my birth to be the reason my ancestors rest in peace. Allow my life to define treason. Anytime a mind conditioned to envy sees a noose to be uplifting and smoke supportive of breathing, let love be the dominant reason breathing because love. It's the dominant reason being welcome. Welcome in, welcome in, welcome in. How are we doing tonight? Hello, everyone. How's everyone doing? Hopefully they're doing fine. I would like to introduce Omar. Omar is someone that's getting ready to speak to us from the youth. Omar, say hello to everyone. Yes. Um, hello. Can y'all, can y'all, y'all can hear me, right? Yes, sir. yes, yes. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure if I clicked in. But um, how y'all doing? My name is Omar, and I'm supposed to be speaking with y'all tonight about, like, the youth and everything that's going on. Thank you, Omar, for joining us and having the courage to speak up and speak out. Um, my first question is, how you doing tonight? How do you feel? Um, good. Good. Anthony, are you on the line? Smoot, are you on the line? Yes, Smoot is on the line. Hey, Smoot, introduce yourself to Omar. Hey, Omar, what's going on? My name is Smoot, all the way down in Atlanta, Georgia. How are you today? Um, I'm I'm chilling today. Good, good. Is it raining? 
Okay, Omar. So we have a couple of questions for you. Why the protest? You said why the protest? Yes, why is everyone protesting and, and looting? Um, everybody was protesting because of the murder about George Floyd. And everybody was angry because they tired of police brutality. How do you feel about uh, police brutality? Personally. Um, well, I personally feel like people should treat people like they want to be treated whether you a cop or not. Like you shouldn't just push somebody to the ground or just hurt them because you got the power to do it. Like that's never going to solve anything. I feel like everybody should treat people how they want to be treated, especially cops. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. So why now? This has happened several times already. Um, what drove for now? Are you playing again? The same um, I think people just I think people just tired of it. Like it's just been going on for so long that you know it's just the breaking point. I really don't know why now, but I just think people just real tired. So out of everyone that you know that might have participated in the protest part, um, what were they saying to you the day that they decided to go out and protest, or did you join in? Um, did you feel the need or the urge to just go out and, and do something? And what type of support did you think, or where did y'all get your information from as far as where to go and what y'all were doing? Um, well, it was a lot of people, like, was just posting, like, like random people that I follow, just like me, was just saying, we're going to have a protest today or we're going to do this today. And everybody would just follow up and do it. But I think, I just, I don't know why, now everybody fighting back, but I just know that people was like just tired. Like I guess everybody just feel the same way. I don't know why it people just really, really, really mad this time. Like it wasn't been going on, but I just know it was people just like me that was just saying, "Hey, we gonna meet up downtown, so come down here, and then we gonna protest." And that's how that went. It's like a breaking point. Okay. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah, a breaking point. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, with COVID-19 happening and everyone's supposed to be at home, I'm just really interested to the reason why no one had fear of that and they still decided to go out and be amongst each other to um, to um, represent. Because um, I feel like, me personally, I just think you can't have fear forever. Like, you, if we would have just sat in the house and, you know, it just would have just seemed like we didn't care. I just feel like all that went out the window. Like, everybody was just like, it was a break. When you get to a breaking point, you just don't care no more about what's going to happen. You're just trying to get to a resolution, even if you don't know how you're going to get to it. You're just going to do what you got to do. And I guess people was doing what they had to do. Some people probably were just taking it too far, but some people probably felt like they wasn't taking it too far. I don't really have the answer for it. I just know that it was a breaking point. I definitely understand the breaking point because I, too, felt frustration, especially when I seen the video. Um, I didn't know how to react when I seen it and I cried early in the morning, and I didn't want to watch it. You know, I was just strolling up my timeline, and um, it came on. And I've been avoiding this video for three days, but when I seen it, I broke down. You know, I was like, I had to cut it off immediately because it was too much, you know, and it's not enough alone that, you know, the city that we live in is a lot of murders and killings going on every single day. But to see mm-hmm. that the people that we call on when we hear a gunshot doing it in front of our faces, 
was it was a lot for me. So I'm, you know, also fighting mixed emotions. But I was just wondering, you know, the youth came out and they overly represented. And I'm hearing a lot of mixed reviews from a lot of different generations on how they feel about um, what's going on. You know, I'm hearing a lot of chaotic conversations about how um, this is ignorant and why would they tear up where they live at and, and why are they out here? They don't even know what they're fighting for when the Rizzo statue went down, you know, um, but they don't even know who Rizzo is. And um, I didn't know which line to, to stand on because I feel like I'm a part, a little bit of this generation, and a little bit of that generation. So um, we really just want to hear from you guys um, the reason why you were out there and um, what drove you to be, you know, because I know that angered a lot of people, but we have seen this time and time again. So what made y'all just go and start, you know, effing stuff up? Mm. Well, I don't know about everybody, but I know, like, me. I, I didn't participate, but I'm not going to lie, I wanted to. Um, And I just feel like because, like, we, I'm only 21 years old, and I feel like I've seen a lot of racism, and I was just mad about with the, like how, to, like a lot of, like a lot of cops just treat people wrong. So I just feel like once I seen that, I just, I'm just like I'm tired of this. Like I'm tired of this, and a lot of people felt the same way too. So I just feel like, I think everybody might have just had the same thing on their mind. I don't really think it's like a specific answer to that. I just think somebody like yo, I'm tired of this. They posted it, it was like. I want to go down here in March, too. And I think people just tired of seeing it. Like, it's 2020. Like, we learned about this stuff. Like, like I was born in 1999. I went to elementary school in the early 2000s. We learned about all this type of stuff in the textbooks. Like, we always talk about slavery. We always talk about the segregation stuff. Like, we've been hearing about this stuff our whole life. So, if it's 2020, we still seeing and hearing the same thing, then we tired, too. Like, we just tired of hearing about it. People been tired, but we just really, really, like, yo, this got to come to an end because it can't be, like, how it was in the 60s. Like, it just can't be. Like, it's 2020. Like, we still living in this. Like, so I feel like everybody had that same type of thought on their mind. Like, and that's why everybody really wanted to go rally rather they knew about who certain people was or not. And then you had your, your ignorant people, like, some people that just wanted to steal and some people that just wanted to act a fool. But a person like me, like, I might not know everything about it, but I just knew that. I know what I see. I know what I see, and I know what I've seen. I know what I've seen on the video, and I know what I see. I see a lot of police be real ignorant and be mean and just be racist, and I and I see it. So once I seen it on video again, I just got real tired of it. And I just think, like I keep saying, I just think it was just like a break. Thing. Like everybody was feeling the same type of way. I don't even think it was something that had to be said out of your mouth. It was just something that was on everybody mental. Like everybody knew how each other felt. So everybody was just like, yo, I'm tired of this. I want to go. I want to go protest now. And so just made a move. Never, I, yeah, it just made a move. I just wanted like like there this has happened time and time again, you know, just looking at history, right, where there mm-hmm. there will be some type of riot, some type of breakout. Um, but uh, in the past there has been more strategy, I think, you know, and it's crazy for like the yeah. tools that we have now, social media wise and just being in contact with each other. I feel like there's less strategy and more like just move, you know. Uh, rather than taking the time, and maybe because we're not in a position to have to take time, we don't have to strategize as much. But I think it'd be more effective if we did. I don't. Do you do you think like as far as the results that were that were gained out of this, or the maybe maybe we haven't gotten to the the final result of this because there's still an aftermath, right? But do you think that 
um, that it did execute the 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 goal? Like, do you think there's um, the, the, as far as results are concerned, do you think you got out of it yeah. um, what was needed? Um, I, I do, cause like when I had watched the news, it was like all fifty states had um protests, and I ain't never seen no, right. I ain't never seen no shit like that. I was just like, wow, like all fifty states, because when it, when they first came over in Philly, you know, you had some people like, why are people over here doing that? It didn't happen in Philly, like it didn't happen over here. But it's like you see when everybody come together, you see that it, so it made some type of difference. So the goal to make the noise, like the the goal to the goal to make to make make a sound about it. Like what what was like the, what are we trying to execute with with the riot? You know what I mean? Like what what was the like? Yo, know, this is what we're gonna get out of this. Um, I think they. I think everybody. I'm trying to think. You made me just think. Oh, because I want you know what I mean. Because I get, I yeah. get like, I get making the scene as far as okay, you think we have to just sit back and take this, you know. But at the same time, mm-hmm. it's like, ultimately, did we really, you know, move the needle? Did we really push forward into a difference being made, or was it just noise, you know? And and sometimes, I mean, you could you could drop the bomb, but did you drop it in the right place? You know what I mean? Did you, you know what I mean? No, you, I think really get the I think that uh, I think that. We got a result. I think that they were so shocked okay. that all 50 states didn't protest. Because normally, when stuff like this happened, we just know over in Minneapolis, they probably just would have protested there and would have been acting the fool over there. But all 50 states was like, you could tell us, you could tell it's still a lot of racism, but you could tell it's mm-hmm. a lot of people that's not racist, like how it used to be. So being though, right. all 50 you see states other people represented. Yeah, you see other people, especially. Mm-hmm. I see a lot of a lot of a lot of white people. Like a lot of white people was really protesting mm-hmm. and standing on, you know, right with us. So it's like you could see it's a change. That, <laughs> that sounds like a you surprise. You're like, yo, I thought. <laughs> so it was effective yeah. for you to see as far as who all stood yeah. with you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like that too. Yeah. So as far as being being out, even though um, there's a lot going on with quarantine and and this illness and everything going on, like people saying, you know, what this this is what I'm going to risk. Um, for you, you're saying it was worth it because it was a, a matter of a representation, a matter of nothing. Nothing's coming. Nothing's greater than this. You know what I mean? Like this. This is what's yeah. what's the priority yeah. um, of showing up. And and I, I mean, I, for me personally, I believe that there's a million other ways like we could have gone about it. Um, but I I, I do mm. respect the fact that like yeah, we we got re- we got some result because I, I didn't see that first. But when you say it that way, like I definitely could see the the impact on that end. Um, that's interesting. Do do you have you thought about like um other ways like how to follow up with this? Because we can't just continue to you know what I mean. Can't continue to show up and, yeah. and tear up neighborhoods. Like there's got to be yeah. um other things to follow up with. I, this. Has there been conversation about that? Yeah, I've been seeing a lot of people like on like people my age like on Twitter and stuff like yo, we not about to just riot and act crazy for one little thing. Like we need to come together more like more often. For more, like a lot of change probably will come when we come together more than just coming together for stuff that's negative all the time. Just even like funeral, you see family only be around each other when it's time for a funeral. Nobody want to celebrate for for other stuff. People want to come together when somebody get killed by a cop. Nobody oh yeah, Every, everybody miss a birthday. So, everybody gonna miss a birthday party. Exactly, but, exactly. But the funeral exactly, happen, everybody gonna show up. Yeah. Exactly. So that's my yeah. point. Like people will come together for for. I don't even. I want. I don't want to even say negative or bad, but I guess I'll say negative or bad stuff. But let's come together for the good stuff. Like let's come together for to mm-hmm. support each other. Like like we having fundraisers for something or for like these schools that don't have no money. Like let's show up for that. Like let's show up 
for for black owned businesses when they have the you know, when they're giving away the stuff to the kids or or yeah, like yeah, mm-hmm. like let's come together for stuff like that instead of just coming together all the time. Is there, is there platforms being used for this that you're aware of? I know you said that, that, that there's a lot of conversation like on Twitter and whatnot. Um, where where are these conversations being held? Like, how did you get the invite? Like, yo, come through, come downtown. Like, what what was what was the system that you was, um, Instagram? Like, like I said, it, it was it was every it was literally like I'm telling you, it was crazy. It was everywhere. It was on hmm. Twitter. It was on Instagram. It was everywhere. Like, it it could have been a random person like me that had like a couple of thousand followers that's popular yeah and they could just make a mm-hmm. post like yo like like nowadays everybody just be hyped to for a little get together like any type of get together somebody have they mm-hmm. want to show up so somebody could have been like yo yo we at we downtown today to um protest and everybody gonna where you know the pandemic everybody in the house ain't nobody mm-hmm. going everybody's going to show up so that's how that was like it was it was like they just posted that. But the motivation was, was this police brutality, this death, this murder at that. Yeah, because yeah, you know a lot of people already don't like uh, cops anyway. So people are like, yo, I'm going to show up because I don't like the cops because they cursed me out or they gave me a ticket. Or people are already angry at the cops. So when you say I'm protesting for George Floyd and, you know, a lot of people don't like the cops and they don't like the fact that cops be killing black people, a lot of people was going to show up. So people knew what was going on. But, like, far as, like, tearing down certain statues and stuff like that, they probably didn't know what that was. But at least they had some type of idea of what they was doing. I don't think everybody was just out there lost. Like, some people still had some type of motive to why they was out there. But with with this noise being made and this awareness being had, like, what's what's the agenda, you know? Yeah, hey, River. I just want to say a moment. Exactly, I'm a producer. We have several people on the line who want to speak. Um, we have a lot of people on the line who want to speak. So I'm going to start with 215914. I'm going to open you up ahead before. So can you just introduce yourself? Can you start with 609? So the 215954 doesn't want to speak? 609. Oh, two one four. Okay, so um, I'm going to go to two six seven two zero seven first. Hello. Okay. Hi. How are you? Hi. My name is Sharif. I'm good. Hi, Sharif. How my are two- you? I'm good. How are you? Great. So what do you want to say? Um, well, I, the conversation they were having, I, I had a few thoughts on that. Um, I do wish it was a lot more organized. You know, sometimes I feel like we could actually take a page from some racist white people with, as, like, organization, you know, if we would have had, like, some kind of a meeting. Just something to, because I feel like the Internet is very decisive and, Stuff gets lost in the in translation and videos and stuff. So a lot of people were just out there on their own whims, just going with whatever they wanted to do for their own personal, you know, feelings, which is fine, I guess. But I I didn't really agree with that part. But I also feel like she, she the lady said something about um that we dropped a bomb in the right place. I feel like there were two bombs that needed to be dropped. One was for the racist people in the, in America, which was the protest. I feel that was the bomb that needed to be dropped. We needed to protest to show everybody what we're not going to tolerate. 
However, I feel like the bomb with police brutality was probably missed only because that's a system that's been in place for just about ever. And we could go, I feel like we could go directly to the source and really make more of an impact. That's all I had to say. That's awesome. Awesome. Thank you, Sharif. So I'm now going to go open up the 609, 609-334. Hello? 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 Yes, yeah, 609-334. Yes. Hi. Hey, how you doing? Hi. You're all right, so... All right, sticking on sticking on the subject, I'm 53 years old, and there's something important that I need to say is that if I tell everyone about real history, black America, I'm going to lose the young crowd. So I'm going to keep it real simple. These things that we have done, whether you like it or not, whether you stayed in your house or whether you went out, changed history. It woke up the local. Yes, it changed history. And that's what we need to understand the impact of. You can call individual names all you want. And I do recommend that technology exposes everybody who indulges in technology. I'll leave it like that. Because they ping the towers. And if the cell phone is, I've I've been 10 years in prison. So they ping the towers. And if you carried your cell phone and your cell phone was on and blase, blase, they can ping the towers, get that shit off the internet. But all I'm saying is as far as a movement, a positive movement for change, because the change is that you cannot have people who are civil servants conducting in a way where they destroy the same community that they are serving to protect. They kill people, not just one person, multiple people. Now, if I go into history about the multiple people, a lot of people will be lost. So I want to talk to the younger people. You made a movement. You made the president wake up. Even though his culture uh, that he defends says, I'll let him do the same thing. Now they're faced with change. Now implementing what happened in Black Wall Street. If you don't know about Black Wall Street, get the word out about Black Wall Street. In the middle of COVID-19, ask yourself, did I have to go to a white hospital to get cured? Or did I go to a black hospital with black doctors and black lawyers and scientists who could have cured us? We were caught with our pants down because all the money, all the support constantly was taken out of the community over 400 years. And if you want to go deep, I don't want to lose the young crowd. The passage so many people, meaning between Africa and America in slavery, is uncountable how many people died. So all those voices that we hear right now in 2020 kind of spoke for all those people who were tortured and killed. But now you just can't go back to the same old thing. You have to apply what you have done to wake up America and the world. There are people in China and Russia and all over that you never thought of who are listening to everything that's going on. It changed South Africa. It could change America. Don't go back to the same thing. Obviously, in your generation, my generation is over. Your generation, 
is changing America. Be proud of that. You don't have to destroy. But look up Black Wall Street and build. All those leaders out there who is talking about investing their money and doing this, you still can do it. Hello? Absolutely. Yes, um, awesome. I don't want to talk your ear off. I just yeah, wanted I to say that. We definitely Did you introduce yourself? We, we need you to introduce yourself. You never said who you were. I'm a simple barber by the go goes by the name of Wally Cuts. You know. Okay. Um I'm I'm fifty three years old. I was raised in West Philadelphia. I seen everybody mm-hmm. talk about what happened with Rizzo. Rizzo was corrupt. Rizzo would hurt people. If you look up Rizzo, you'll see a, you'll see people standing in line with their pants down. Genitalia exposed. That was Rizzo. Rizzo started the move movement where it ended up till they dropped the bomb. That's that statue they have downtown. And they blamed it on Wilson Good, a black man who took the first position, Blase, but Rizzo started it. So I encourage black history from around the way. Don't go by this uh, February, you know, celebrate black history, blah, blah, blah. Find out what happened around the way. Find out your local leaders and what they went through. And as far as military might goes, we got everything. We got all these voices. We, we're doing all these things. But the military might is simply a wake-up call to not acting ignorant, not acting violent, but letting the world know that we – our lives matter. Our children's lives matter. Our education I have, matters. I have a question regarding that statement you just said. Because I think it's very important when you said not to act out violently. So yes. being that it's being responded with violence, um, clearly because it's people standing all around the Philadelphia, um, you know, the army, and they have guns. So, yeah. um, and that's, that's a form of entrapment. Um, you know, yes. that brings on anxiety. So if we're telling them not to act out violently, who's going to represent, you know, our youth or our generation? And when I say our, our I mean 80s, 90s, 2000 babies, who's going to represent us? Who's going to reach oh. out to us where it's not any barrier so that we don't feel like we have to act out violently? I'm, I'm going to give you a short answer, and that is lies inside Black Wall Street. They bombed Black Wall Street, by the way. And that was a time of serious, like, you know, we got everything together. We got our banks. We got our hospitals. We got our lawyers. We got our stores. We got everything that we need as an independent. And so we're not messing with y'all guys. And they bombed it anyway. You understand? They bombed it anyway. But this is 2020. Like, everybody's telling me, and I accept that. They're not going to duplicate that. So the Jay-Zs, the she's a billionaire. The Kanye's, i seen somebody. I cut hair. I touched $30 for a haircut. They told me they spent $600 on Kanye sneakers. I'm not knocking that, man. But all these abandoned houses out here, I need y'all to digest this. It's property that you can own inside your communities. If you don't have the money, find somebody who does have the money. You understand what I'm saying? Educate the children to maintain a home, paint the porches, put a roof on it. You understand? And that gives you stability inside your own community because right now they say 
Like, and, and this year they say, well, you know, you're destroying everything. And I watched this little thing on Instagram where the chick said, we don't own nothing. We live here, we abide by here, but we don't own nothing. Nothing has our name on it. And these millionaires that we listen to, the rap music, I love it to death, don't get me wrong, but they making money. They could buy up these simple $3,000, $2,000, $1,000 properties, share sale properties. That sounds, that sounds really good. Um, really Put the well. money where the mouth is because However, in 2020, y'all have to realize one thing. 2020 is significant. I don't want to. I'm, I'm listening. I'm listening. Absolutely. Please listen. So that is all great information because I've been told that several times. Um, right now, I want to turn to Sharif. You're still on. I want to ask you how many people have suggested that to you um, in your life? And how many people have you been able to count on? Because it's been times when you've been in my class that it was tough. Please explain. Uh, I suggested it myself, actually. I, I feel like we absolutely cannot put our money back into the white community. Everything that was tore down, I, our money should not go into putting it back up. We need to support each other. And right now I'm actually trying to compile a list of black businesses, uh, you know, anything here, Nails, anything people may need. Well, you, you know, can start with 65. Excuse me. Um, I just wanted to share with everyone since we're at this point. Um, there's actually a movement called um, Blackout, not the Blackout Tuesday, which is good, but on July 7th is Blackout, yes. National Blackout oh, Day. We start with one day, then they're going to move to hopefully a quarter, and the goal is to make it our way of life. So it's so not let's, to spend let's talk about blackout, Miss Nikki. Let's talk about well, blackout too. I want to tell Sharice did ask about the the list, the list of black businesses. So you can start with Sharice, um, I buy black dot org. Um it's a free listing, it's a lot of black businesses there. And then I am compiling a directory of black directories. But iBuyBlack.org will definitely take you to Philadelphia and, you know, surrounding counties in um, Jersey and Delaware. So you can start there and list of businesses and get yourself involved. Um, They're open. So um, that's the place you can start. Can I say one thing? Yes, sir. All, you know, now there's the cell phones, but they used to have house phones. And the house phones was, if I gave you my number, I know who you are. All these black businesses, like the Batman phone, blah, 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 and I'm, I'm just making a joke. Get a house phone. You know who's calling. You know what businesses and supply system that you have because we need that. Call each other. Know each other. Know the families. Know the children's names because we're looking for you. Okay. Okay. Well, we have a few callers on. Yes. So we have other people that's on Multimedia. Malvin, are you on? Mm -hmm. Um, Can you speak up? Mm -hmm. Being that you were locked up in prison and you were able to write a book and start businesses while you were there, and what brought you there if if you're still on the line? If he's not, I've been locked up for 10 years. I came home, and the thing is crazy. But I, what I do know is in 2020, I lost family because of natural funeral. Then the pandemic, 
I thought everything was going to open up June 2nd. We got riots and everything because of Floyd. God bless so you. So we want to give, give, we have a lot of callers and only a little bit of time. So we want to give everybody an opportunity to speak. So we want to ask you to come back towards the end if we have some more time for you to continue I'm, to share. I'm going to call back. I hope I contributed. You did. And I hope you did. That, Thank you so and, much. Uh, God bless everybody, man. Seriously, we got to move forward. Most definitely. Thank Peace. you. Peace. Thank you, sir. Um, we have Smoot from uh, uh, Georgia. Smoot, would you like to add a piece in everything that we're talking about so far with the protest? And then I want to talk about uh, Blackout too. I definitely want to uh, add a little bit of something to it. When you look at the process and everything that's going on, um, you see the young people are out there. They're, they're going every which way. And as the young man stated, they're not organized. I was listening to a famous rapper by the name of um, Killer Mike. He, he gave key words that we need to do. We need to organize, strategize, and mobilize. Once we get those three things in motion, we will have the availability. Now, to answer the question of who is going to lead, you have to look at it like this. 90% of the more or black or Negro leaders for us, they've been killed. Whether it's... uh, uh, even what's the young man? Uh, I think he was killed in New Orleans, and he led the Black Lives Matter movement, right? Yeah, be afraid to die. So, so once you look at it, it's like okay, we want to lead, but they killed every one of our great leaders. So, who's at this point? It's like who's willing to make that sacrifice? Now, if we all came together. And we all said we are the leader. They can't take us all. Simple. They cannot take us all at once. Secondly, when you go ahead. No, no, no. Continue your thought. So when you look at it, also secondly. So now that they're out there, you you have the individuals are they're they're walking, they're peacefully protesting. And they're macing the peaceful protesters. They're hitting them with tear gas. I seen a picture of a young lady. She got hit by a bullet and her entire face is swollen. How is that acceptable? Young uh, older gentleman was walking peacefully and he had his hands up. The policy enforcer pushed him, causing that gentleman to fall backward and bust his head. How is that acceptable? You know what's what's That's really what wild, mean. man. The, in, in the original civil rights movement, they don't talk about it often, but what our people did, you know, in these churches, in Martin Luther King's church, where he he really didn't even want to do the speech, but they <laughs> they showed up at his church with the meeting, like, yo, you you gonna be a part of this today? But uh, they 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 trained each other. They would literally practice, perform as actors. Somebody being being the cop, someone someone being the protester, 
and, and they would they would practice protesting peacefully because your natural response of someone is to spit on you or someone is to hit you with something. You're you're you know, you have reflexes. They trained each other outside of their natural reflexes, right? There was a strategy to peaceful protesting at one point. Okay, like this this is not this isn't new. Um, but what it is is what what is our end goal? You know what I mean? What what do we really want to execute on? Is is it a point of peaceful protesting? Is it a point of of a specific result? And, and honestly, at this point, because of of the the work that has already been done, the ground that has already been laid, we're not walking alone. It's not when you when you see the civil rights movement now, when you see the the the, the protesters now, it is a, a much more broader broader span. You you do see white folks out there who are seriously not like how they're of service. How can how can we help? How can we let you right. know that this isn't everybody? This isn't all of us, right? And so to utilize right. that, the only way to stop to stop a, a war on race is to not be on part of a race war. That, that I mean, that's just ideally the perspective. The perspective I see it like you you can't go about you know fighting fire with fire and hope it doesn't get any bigger. So, so before we go to a break, my biggest question right now is with everything that's going on to help the young generation make a difference. When are we going to start? Talking about reform mm. That's my question So before we go to a break Ask yourself that Think about it And when we come back We'll talk about it Too late to stop Uh-huh, uh-huh Yeah, yeah uh-huh. We're not talking uh-huh. I want to Everybody move to the front. Let's get to my fire. 
Some people protest peacefully. Some people protest online. Some people go and tear stuff up. You know what I mean? But all the motives is the same. And I just feel as though as a community, because the next day after the second day of riots, what I did, I made a plea for parents to tell their kids not to go out once the once the president said he was still in the military because it, it was going to cost them their lives. You get what I'm saying? But we didn't we didn't meet them with love and understanding, but we only met them with judgment. And that's why our children, it, it, you know, turn to things like the streets and gangs because. In our own, in the in the legitimate community, there's no safety. Like you know, I heard you guys talk about who's going to protect us. We already yeah. know the police not going to protect us, and the and the policyholders that are trying to do it the traditional way, they just fall in line with the you know systematic oppression. So they turn to who they can turn to for protection. So the priority has to be we got to we got to provide protection for our own families. You know, and that's where, and that's what we're focused on. You know, life outside the streets, working with many organizations. We're we're focused on organizing the voters' block, in which we develop our own correct, our own legislation. And and once we're organized as a voters' block, we can push our legislation through to get what it is that we need. At the same time, we're developing our own policing organization, just like Temple University and LaSalle University has their own police and security to to patrol their campuses, we can have the same thing in our community, not just to protect us from the police, and we'll essentially be working with the police and providing them with support, but to also eliminate the violence that's happening within our community because they won't just be there to secure, but they'll be providing mentorship as well as beautifying the community with landscaping and, 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 and grooming and teaching the kids entrepreneurship. You know, it'll be a team of individuals called the peacekeepers, you know, so we got to provide them with the safety and the leadership because when we run around and we go on TV, which has been happening for years in and out, and every day, even with the violence, all you hear is adults and professionals that's in position saying, we don't know what to do. We don't, we're trying to figure it out. We ain't got a clue. As a child or even as a citizen, that gives you no security. And that's the big problem that, you know, I believe in. The solution to it is the only thing that this government, because it's not, it's not white people at this point. It's the United States government that has agenda against that's the African Americans. And, and that's been the case since the start. And the only thing that they respect is votes, you know what I mean, in power. That's the only way that we can remove them. As black people, we've never played politics for the most part. Every, but every election, the black vote is the center of discussion. So, you know, one would say, yeah, that's why people got to go out and vote. But we haven't done an effective job in educating people on what it means to vote and how this thing works, as well as organizing. And now more than ever, it's more simple to organize a, a voter's block with, with social media than there's ever been. So that's, you know, so that's what, and so that, that gives leadership, that shows organization, and with the, with the, uh, with, with the peacekeepers, we're going to be providing protection, you know, and we, so we have everything that we need, but we have to be bold enough to go against and stand against, you know, this systematic oppression that has been in place, but we got to speak with more confidence before our people, especially our children. Mm-hmm. I think you made some really good points, and what stuck out particularly is this entertainment. 
um, as far as like connecting on social media. Um, Omar and I, Omar, are you still on the line? Yeah. Great. He brought up a really good topic, and we're going to open up the lines again for um, comment on this about how, you know, he felt like his generation was lost because they were looking at entertainers for um, role models and leadership. They're, you know, they're, this is the way they're getting all their information, and not just entertainers, but also local influencers. Um, if they got the biggest butt, they're going to follow them, and whatever they say, go. So, Omar, can you explain that to um, our listeners and to our host about, you know, what it was that you were saying to me? Well, I was basically saying, like, you got some people that really care about what's going on, like people like me. Like, I really care. Then you got some people that just, like, they follow, like, Instagram personality people or, like, celebrities. And basically, if they say, like, they're going to go right or if they say we're going to do this or we're going to do that, like, people, some people don't just care. They just want to be Joe or follow them and just do it because that's what they're doing. Some people don't really even care about what's going on. And I'm saying that the people that do that are lost, like, a lot of people that do that are lost. Like, they don't really care about everything that's going on. They just play and follow the leader. That's what I basically was explaining to um to Ms. Dolly. Okay, so... Can, I, can I say one say? thing to that? Yes, sure, yes. Real quick, it'll be short. So, um, one, so one, I don't know if you guys seen the speech. It was about, like, last week after, um, after uh, the guy, the woman called the cops on the guy when he was in the park. I think it was him speaking, and he told the story of how, you know, these boys, these black boys was accused of raping somebody, and Donald Trump paid for an ad to be put in the newspaper that that said that those boys should be executed, right? And the reason why I brought that up, because he's absolutely right, and that's how things work. So if those of us that are conscious and aware were strategic and put our money into, because one thing about entertainers, they'll post anything for a check. You know, if we were to use those platforms intentionally to put our social justice messages out, you get what I'm saying, and use it as a marketing platform, yeah, they could be showing a butt one day and be pushing this message the next day, could use that. You know, we don't got to come, we don't have to bring everybody up to speed in order to use their platform, and that that will be a strategic route to do that. And that's why the last piece of, you know, what I'm proposing, what I'm putting together right now is basically social media marketing, you know, hiring all of the teenagers starting in Philadelphia to put to, uh, to, uh, training them how to do social media marketing so that they can run campaigns. If any large group of uh, people like, go ahead. You saying something? I agree to that. Hello? That's absolutely right. So I was just going to say, if any large group, if we just think about it, we have 5,000 teenagers posting the same thing of anything, it's going to go viral, it's going to be successful, it's going to sell. And this is something that they already have the skill set for, but we haven't organized it. And, and it will also be something that will put a stimulus check in every single household, and it's also something that rarely costs anything. And that we're not just going to charge them, we're not just going to teach them how to market on social media, that training and the stipend program, Instead of paying them as employees, the stipend program will require them to participate in a social and emotional intelligence program that will teach them how to heal, and they'll be getting the mentorship. So we got to start bundling everything that we offer to the t- to teenagers, and not just teenagers, to people with the uh, social and emotional intelligence, because that's the thing we have it. We 
you know, with the trauma, we haven't healed and we don't have a healing culture. So we got to make sure we package everything with that healing and, and that mentorship when we offer them opportunities. We do have programs out here, but it might be healing over there, mentorship over there, and yes. a job over there. You get what I'm saying? Very but if we it. bundle it oh, and attach it, go ahead. Um, uh, yes, bundling, and, and that's the whole point of us having this conversation. Um, thank you so much for everything. Um, I was just informed that it's five of the callers. If you guys don't mind, can we please pick up um, some more of the youth uh, voices and let some other people speak? Um, please get, um, make sure that you leave our your contact information so that we can follow up and that we can definitely make that networking and get the youth some information that they need. Thank you. All right. Well, I've just opened up um, 647. Who, who's that? Introduce yourself. Hi, caller from the 647. Can you introduce yourself? Hi, this is Patrick from Toronto. How are you? Hi, how are you, Patrick? Yeah, I'm just fine. Just fine. It's a good show. I'm listening for the most part. I um, I think the brother just brought up a very good point. I think one of the things when you're looking at entertainers, higher-end entertainers, they don't do a lot of their own social media strategy. They have PR firms or or other companies or other people that are experts in that to do it. And I agree with him that those, when we have campaigns, we should probably look at hiring one of those companies because they're very effective at what they do. Um, so I, I do agree with the brother there. Um, I think first, first of all, we probably have to figure out what it is that we want, that we want to do. I mean, there's so many problems and there's so many ways to tackle these problems that there needs to be some kind of strategy around this, which means it's just going to call for some meetings, right, some closed-door meetings to kind of start putting this stuff down on paper and start really organizing it. It's amazing that if you work for a corporation, you already know how to use Microsoft Project. You know how to run a project. You know how to organize things and prioritize. It's just, and that I think that the issue, too, with, with when it comes to this generation and, and going that, that strategy route, the things that are happening don't really allow the, you know, the space and the time to be thinking, okay, let's let's build a foundation because these things are, you know, p- people are dying. You know? So your, your first thought is not, okay, let's go, let's go build financially, but I do understand that that plays a big part in the, the in the health, you know, in the health of the community. Um, I, I really like to know as far as like people who have, have been actively involved on a let's move before before the strategy. Like what 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 is the movement now? You know what I mean? What is the follow up? Like where do we go from here now that such such a, a, a noise has been made? Right, so that's where the strategy comes in, right? So now you have people on the street protesting. There should be strategizing going on um, simultaneously. Because what Absolutely. happens after it's over? What happens after um, it dies down? Now we're, everybody's look, you know, looking at each other like, okay, now what? So that's why strategizing well, and organizing is well, so important. Well, what Good. I do want to say, um, like what I would like to say, one thing what we're going to do, we're going to provide a link so after the show you can come back and for each person to put in their information, especially if you have an organization and a program. There is a lot going on. It's just a whole lot, you know, what COVID 
caused a lot of organization. So in June, is a whole lot was planned to come out. Then we ran into the protest. But there is a lot of organizing going on. Blackout Tuesday is very purposeful. Blackout Tuesday says no entertainment and no business promotions, no no um, unnecessary speaking. And that's where we just share resources and information and different things so that we can strategize because there's so much noise in the marketplace. And then July 7th, for two months, they've been planning National Blackout. That's the economic blackout. The young man talked about the political path, and there's other can political Can I say something packs. about that? Well, I just want, I really so- what I just wanted to say for one quick moment. I just wanted to finish the thought. So right. what we're going to do just as a collective is create a landing page and put it down resource information that people can go to. So just know that people are attempting to plan, you know, connect with like-minded people, start organizing at the basic level. Whatever you do can be be helpful. And at least you feel like you're doing something. You can't. We can't all boil the ocean at one time. But then there can be different groups working. And I just wanted to share Absolutely. that. So I think that will be that right there is is the basics of what it is that we need to do. So I have a question that I want to pose to the youth um, about the um, law enforcement and trust issues. So I'm seeing a lot of people, you know, outside of. Um, the protests and, you know, the marches, um, they're fighting the police right now. You know, they were setting cars on fire. Um, Omar, do you have an opinion on that? Like, what anger do um, you want to fight the police right now in Philadelphia? What made y'all, because, you know, they wasn't in Michigan. I mean, Minnesota. Um. I don't. I really never had like any like personal personal problems with like the police. Like I never really had like no situations. But I heard stories and stuff like that. Like I think that this was just like I think people was waiting for a breaking point. Like I think this was like just like the perfect time for them to to do it. I guess on their end. Like I guess they figured like all this chaos that's going on. Like now I could take my anger out on this police officer that has been harassing me every day since. Since I ain't getting in trouble for it, like let me set this car on fire. Like I'm not saying that's what I would do, but that's probably how other people feel because they get bullied and just, you know, the police mess with them all the time. Not saying that everybody is a saint and they they not they not doing bad stuff every day. Like they probably is doing stuff, but it's some people that don't be doing stuff and they just get bullied by police all the time. So now they feel as though now I could take my anger out because I ain't gonna get in trouble for it. So. I think people just trying to fight back because they feel as though it's the, it's the right time to do it with all this chaos going on. Like people not getting locked up, like how they how they normally get locked up. Like a lot of people just acting crazy right now. <laughs> That's what I really Absolutely. think it is. Absolutely, Sharif. If you're still on the line, how do you feel about um, the police? And have you had any um, altercations? Um, what do you think uh, your age group would drove y'all to start setting police cars on fire in Philadelphia? I mean. Um, specifically for Philadelphia, I have no idea, Miss Ellie, because, um, Philadelphia cops never, in my generation, never did anything actually too bad. I I can't recall a time. They're actually pretty lenient, especially with us, you know, sorry to say, but smoking and stuff, riding down the street. Most cops would be like, okay, just go home. I don't feel like writing a ticket today. Stuff like that. So, So I don't, I don't really get it. 
Okay, and multimedia. To be honest, you know there were a lot of there was a lot of white people doing that for setting cars. They weren't all our people. Weren't our people? And if you see the pictures, most of them weren't here. Okay, Anthony Bannister, are you on? Let me open up the other lines, okay? Because I'm not sure whose number is which. So I'm opening okay. up three more lines, 267, 407, and 215. Um, let's start with 267. All right, I'll take a pack of chocolate chip cookies to make up for it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get home. Shit. <laughs> Hello? As long as that window come like it was 20 minutes ago. Hello. 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 Two one five. Hi. Now, can you introduce yourself? Uh, my name is um, Osei Wisi from uh, Philadelphia. Why are you in Philadelphia? And then four zero seven. Can you introduce yourself? Yeah. Hi. This is Bob Davis. Hello. Hi. Uh, and then good. excellent. And then the caller from the two six seven. Can you introduce yourself? Hello. Two six seven. What? Okay. So the caller from the two six seven. I'm going to mute you right now, so you're ready to come on. And um, so um. We're bringing you guys on, and so what was the topic, um, Remy, <laughs> Monique? What was the topic? Um, well, I want to dig a little bit deeper about what brought this about outside of just um, what happened with uh, because I believe it's a lot deeper than that, and I believe we're we're speaking okay. around the pieces. So I'd like to just, um, just open up the conversation. Any 80s babies and 90s babies that are around that live through the crack epidemic and um, the trauma, and and kind of, I really do feel like it it started from there. And this is just um, almost like a border into it. Um, I just like to make an announcement, everyone, all of you awesome, phenomenal people. Um, the, all the lines are open, so we might we all have to be extra mindful to our background noise because we have about almost ten lines open right now, probably maybe fifteen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if if you haven't if you're talking to someone, we can kind of hear you. So um, if you don't want to speak right now, no problem, just mute yourself out. But all the lines are open. I would like so to call- say one thing, right about the black family, okay. And it's important for the people to listen. When you're being separated, I've heard stories where you can't even get food stamps or get assistance. And if the black man is in the house, he's going to have to leave, take his sneakers and leave because somebody's coming over to inspect the house and everything like that. Systematically, they tore our families apart. I am employing everybody in this movement if you are with a family, support your family, nonviolence. If you want nonviolence where it stands at, do not be violent in your own door. You understand? Everybody's struggling. Everybody is hurting. It's evident. But it starts from the unity of a black family, the woman, the man, the children, 
or whatever your household contains, the peace that's inside of it, when you walk out towards this movement, bring the peace home with you too. And I'm and I'm out. But I need to say, we can be individuals all we want to, but we got to start families from our own individuals' households first. We really have to remember this part. Okay. I'm done. Excellent. Yeah. Now, Carla, two one five. Um, is that a young man? Two Carla from the two one five. Yeah. How how are you? How are you, hon? Can you hear me? I am great. Yes, I'm great. Um, I think y'all made a. I was listening for a while, so you made a lot of good points. Um, one one of the things I think the question was just asked about. Um. Going back to the eighties, you know, all our all our lives we we had experienced trauma in our neighborhoods. Um, but in the eighties and in the nineties, um, when one person apart apart from Atlanta or LA, we didn't all we wasn't able, we didn't have the capability of seeing that. And with social media we got to see this like every day. And then we got to follow it. And then we got to see that there was no accountability by the police officers. Now, the way we learn and the way we teach our children are through sight, sound, and repetition. If you teach them the ABCs, you show it to them, sight, you sound them out to them, and then you keep on repeating. repeating. That's how our children and our society learn. When you see all this on social media, and, and see nothing happen, then it comes to a point that everyone at the same time is clicked that we're not going to take this one. Now, when there's no when when there's no um, way to get some resolve from that, then you see this type of um, outburst. It happens in the '60s. It happened on Ridge Avenue when they burned down Ridge Avenue. They never built it back up. You know what I mean? So. What we have to do is really look at um, strategizing. I look at the Million Man March. We all came down to Washington, D.C. We all listened all day. And after the event was over, we didn't go back and start delegation. We didn't start going off and, and, and figuring out what happened and what our issues were in each city. Um, education. Was it um, police violence? And actually came back together with an agenda, having a black agenda, um, and holding our politicians um, accountable. I'm looking at in, in Philly now, where we grew up, where we grew up, 33rd in um, Columbia, the Cecil B. Moore, um, 21st in Burks, um, all these, um, in West Philly, all these places that we lived, we grew up. Um, our, our grandmothers lived there, and these same politicians didn't do nothing for those communities for 50 years. But now, Strawberry Mansion is turning to Brewery Town. You know what I mean? Andrew Carnes had a dollar, um, a dollar program for home ownership back in the 70s, and it still was going. It was still going on all the way up to the 2000s. You can go to one, two, three, four Market Street. And actually put in an application. We need to force our we need to force our um, politicians to re- reinstitute that and reinstitute um, home ownership, education, and entrepreneurship. You know what I mean? What, what, 
Right. Without that, without that, they, they're going to keep on taking from you. Absolutely. You know, they're going to and put that in writing for us, take another caller, and so we can make that a sure. flash um, and send it to everyone, okay? Um, yeah. I have to say, and I also would like to bring in another caller so we can get everyone in before the line down, and we will be doing this again. So if we didn't get to you tonight, we will be getting to you again. Okay. Um. We just have one, the last, the caller from the 267266. Hello? Hello? Yes, hi. Caller from the 267266. Hi, my name is Christine, and I am older than most of you guys. And I've been sitting here listening, and I hear you guys, and I hear your cries. Um, But I wanted to say that. Um, with all of this going on and the protesting is taking place, do any of you guys understand what you're protesting about? Why are you protesting? You know, what was your purpose? What was your call for? What was the motivation? Because for me, when I grew up, we really believed that it takes a village to the point that um, if I got in trouble and my neighbor saw it, my neighbor was able to discipline me. I would go home, and then I would get in trouble again. We don't have that kind of stuff now. So where, though, the 80s and 90s babies, you believe that you're entitled to things, in my opinion. Um, in my opinion, y'all believe in um, getting things fast, opposed to working for it. So I'm just trying to understand, you know, you guys' mindset of why you do what you do. Um, okay, well, we did address that earlier, Ms. Christine. Um, a couple of couple young people spoke on why they each, you know, protested, and it's kind of why. And um, so, you know, um, right now, can the I discussion is about can, go ahead. Yes, can I make a comment about that? Um, so I definitely understand what, um, what she's saying. Um, just know that's not our experience. Um, you know, I did live through a part of it. However, what we've seen through our view is people fighting and gossiping about each other. What we've seen through our view is people laughing at the families that electricity um, got cut off. What we've seen through mm. our view is bodies dropped in RIP signs all over the walls. What we've seen through our view is people being addicted mm. to drugs. What we've seen was barriers put everywhere. So, I mean, mm. no, it's not the fact that it's wanting it too fast. It's the fact of their survival. When are we going to get it? When are people going to tell stop telling us what they have lived through and start showing us? what they have went through. Where's the love and the compassion? You know, um, we don't get anything. I can't speak for everyone else. I can only speak for me, and I truly believe that I represent that village of doing for my community as much as I can. But it's very hard when you're trying to do things, and then you have to come up against mothers who are much younger than me uh, with the mouth or how you want to say something to my child or whatever, but you're not even outside watching your child. Your child is running all up and down the street, 
doing A, B, C, and D. But because I am a grandmother, I sit outside with mine and other children. I see what's going on. But then when you ask me what happens, you don't like the response. So I think that... Um, can I, can, can, can I respond? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. older person, can I respond? I think, I think, I think we probably owe the younger people an apology more than anything. I mean, one of the yeah. things that happens is one of one of the things that happen is what we do is we sugarcoat how things used to be. Yes, there's some great things that used to happen back in the day, but what we yeah. what we leave out conveniently is we leave out all of the mistakes that we made. Because it's all okay. the mistakes that we made that led up to the way things are today. So we don't. We and don't I want can agree with back. that. If, if we don't want them to go back to exactly the way things work. There's some good elements that maybe we can, you know, incorporate, but we don't want the younger people to go exactly where we were because then we'll end up back where we are now, years after that, right? So we we gotta we, we have to. Like for, I, I'll give you an example. All of our institutions, all of our organizations, they were all infiltrated. All of our movements had agent provocateurs all littered throughout them. But because we don't admit that and because we don't teach that to the young kids, now they're going out here in the street and they're encountering agent provocateurs, right? From the left, right, from the police, they're all coming in and they're being used as pawns but we never warned them about this because we never admitted our failure, right? So I think as an older person, I would say, you know, look, we didn't have everything all together, obviously. Right? True no, Nobody has it and all we together. Need to, and we need to say to them all of our mistakes, we need to communicate that to them so they don't make the same mistakes instead of being embarrassed by the mistakes that we I, made. I would like That's to interject one time. Just just one time. Nobody wants their kids hurt. Nobody wants their kids. I've been to jail. I'm a 10-year vet at Camp Hill, and I'm telling you, there's pedophiles out there, weirdos out there. We're not playing the weirdo game. If you're not playing the cop game, we're not playing the weirdo game. If my kid is playing out on the street, come to me. Tell me what my kid is doing. The way I discipline my kid is not breaking their spirit. I want them nope. to survive. I want them to have an attitude where they can make it through, and I don't need you laying your hands on my kid. We're respecting that in the black mm. community. Understand that. Teach that. Because yeah. you, know, you, you can be like, hey, don't put that crap on my porch, blase, blase, and tell the parent what the parent, as an adult, yeah. we went through the crackhead stage. We went through the looter stage. We went through all this. Because look at 2020 for what it is. These young people are raising each other. Hip hop is raising our young. If you want to remove yourself from the hip hop generation, go ahead. Do the traditional things that you have done, and trust me, Trump will implement anything that he can to lay you down. These children are laying down. These children are rising up. What you're trying to do is capture an entity that's been born since the 1950s, 1960s, 1970s. That's over. 2012. Yeah. Yeah. Can I you have, uh, you know, one more, uh, excuse me, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And I want I to be able to get three more callers on. 
I want to be able to I would to like to say this before I, I leave. This platform is an amazing platform. Yeah. Okay, one second, sir. I just please let's because we got three more callers that haven't spoken at all. Plus we got a fourth. We got a fourth caller because our co host Anthony he hasn't gotten in. So um I'm gonna open up for um Anthony from the two one five and then I have the eight five six, the three oh two and a 407. Uh, so, I was on, but they knocked no me out. I had to call back. So now I'm back in the line. Okay, so the 302. Who's the from the 302? Hello. I was on, but they knocked me out. Hello. Who's from the 302? All right. My name is Johnson. Jackie, we got Johnson. Yes. I'm the one for the 302. Yes, ma'am. Um, what I wanted to say is that what I think, everything that I'm hearing that these young people are saying are very valid, mm-hmm. and I'm hearing some really good things about how we need to help and how how they have stepped up and how um, they have gone out into the community. Um, for the older generation, from going back before um, someone mentioned the Rizzo era, I was in the first original Rizzo era with the Moose people and how that started. I was eight years old, and I had to hide in the basement because the police ran up into our um, house. In saying that, the help that I believe we can give our youth today that are fighting for a voice, for us older ones, we need to assist them. We need to be there to help them, to support them by giving our wisdom our strength and our support. This is how we can help them accomplish some of the things that we couldn't. They are our future, and we need them just like they need us. So we need to have some compassion. We need to show some support. We need to give them the guidance and the wisdom in doing so and helping them walk this out because they're walking this out for our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren, and our great-great-grandchildren for generations to come. Thank you. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Johnson. Caller from you. the eight five six. Hello, my name is Sabrina. Um, I have just been listening, in, and first, I want to say that this is great. This is a first. This is a, a big step in the direction of the movement of repairing, repairing what's been broken, um, which is our foundation. Of, of faith, family, and community. Um, that action is the part that I'm interested in. So as I'm sitting here listening to everyone, I was thinking about an organized, using social media, apology to these people, to our people, for our shortcomings, for us hiding behind our wealth, behind our education, behind our 40 acres of a mule and our desire of entertainment, where we failed them, and they're out there by themselves. But they're not, because we're behind the scenes doing this here. But they need to hear it. They need to see it. And the fastest way for them to see it is social media. Right. 
That's all I have to say. Okay. All right. So, um, thank you. Thank you. All right. Great. You know, there is an opportunity. Maybe we can have our young people lead the Black Love Day and find out about that holiday, which includes a, you know, forgiveness ceremony. So what I'm going to do next is go to Anthony, and then we're going to go back to um, Coach Smooth. Okay, sure. so and then um, and there's some young people. If you guys want to talk, I just need you to press one because I can't tell this. if you do. And so when all the lines get open, it kind of gets cluttered. So um, maybe what I'll go back and do, everyone, is Anthony yeah. and then Coach. Yeah, but what I'm going to go back and do is close everyone else's line. And that way, if you still want to speak, I'll come back. Well, we'll be closing now. So after Coach Smooth, I'm going to come and um, we're going to open up everyone's line and you can make a 30-second closing statement, okay? All right. So go ahead, Anthony. All right. Well, basically, to make it quick, from my point of view, that I see is that um, hip-hop has a lot to do with what we're seeing right now. You know, whether we know it or not, it's like it's a culture war happening at the same time. There's a tech war happening there's a lot of variables happening at the same time simultaneously. And from the hip-hop perspective, you got to realize it came out in 1973, the same year I was born. You see it right now, our generation and the children underneath us, you know, the fight, the power, the message, uh, Black Medallions, RBG, like we really believe what we was taught ahead of us and our children are picking up the mantles and doing the same thing. So this is exactly what everyone was expecting. This is exactly what they were speaking about back then. It's just that we're, this is the manifestation of it. And the problem of it is we abandoned slightly the love in our community. Uh, we got to restore the love. We got to restore the spirit of Philadelphia. We got to uh, have investments. We don't need more discipline if we have, if we sow more love. You know, uh, we, if we invest more, we have more authority. Uh, we reap what we sow, but we don't have the investments because we haven't loved our neighbors. And it doesn't make sense because our neighbors, if something happens to your home, the very first person you're going to ask is your neighbor if somebody break in. If anything happens to your house, you're going to ask your neighbor. So it behooves us to invest in our neighbors. And if we invest in our neighbors, then we automatically, by default, insulate our community. It's kind of like the Hands Across America thing that was in the movie Us. If we invest in, our, in one another, we'll reap what we sow. So what we're seeing also at the same time is the fruit of our lack of investing in one another. But we have the opportunity to restore love, to restore the spirit of Philadelphia. And the music, and the music is going to be a part of the catalyst. The art is going to be a part of the catalyst. And the, the language is going to be a part of the catalyst because we have to be able to articulate our emotions. I heard the brother speaking earlier regarding the emotional intelligence. That's what it's going to take. It's going to take social intelligence. It's going to take social capital. But all these things are coming together because it's also in the spirit of my grandmother and my grandfather. It's Yamoja. It's many being one. It's about us being unified. We have to build a pipeline to connect the couplings in our community. So that's what's happening right now. Um, I got faith in us. Um, I don't want to say too much. I just want to speak through inspiration, and, and that's me. I'm Tony Fatad. Shalom. All righty. Thank you, Tony. Dr. Smoot. Coach Smoot. <laughs> Well, it will be Dr. Smoot pretty soon. However, um, no. I just wanted to say this. I really feel as though uh, we really miss the opportunity to hear what the younger generation truly has to say with everybody else. And that's okay. That's all fine and dandy. I know that the 
young kids were texting and wanting to speak, this is your time to get your voice heard because we are currently seeing you day in and day out standing in front of the policy forces, letting them know we're upset, we're mad, but we need to hear you so you, you can't sit back and not say anything. This is a time for you to, if you're a caterpillar, become that butterfly. Go ahead and start flapping your uh, big wings and let them know, I'm here. Look at me. This is what we need. These are the reforms that we need because this is the time for people like me to be in your corner and push you forward because I'm already headed up the hill. By the time I'm 50, I'm on the way down the hill. So it's time for you to to bring you up to let you have that voice because I know they're probably tired of hearing me. I know they are because I'm on YouTube every other day. I'm on Facebook every other day. I'm on every social media website getting my voice out there. I know they're tired of me. Now, if we have each person on this call that is under the age of 22 starting to make that voice become one, we'll have that opportunity to lift one another in a greater light. I'm Coach Smooth. Awesome, awesome. So I'm going to, I can't remember whose number is who, but I'm going to end with you, Omar. So you're muted for the moment, but I want to end with you because you started us off. So I'm getting ready to open up 267207 and um, 30 seconds unless you're, um, if, if, unless you're in the target age. <laughs> Hello, 267207. Yeah, hi. This is Sharice Sharice again. Yes. Okay, then. All righty, honey. You go ahead. What would you like to say? Uh, I guess my last thought would be to the older guys that was on the call. Well, to everybody that was on the call, you know, we are really smart people. This was amazing. You know, the minds in here are pretty, pretty great. But to the older generation, I would say uh, we don't really, I personally don't really need you guys to be apologetic for anything. You were living your life just like we're living our life now, and it's not really your fault. I would just say be strong for us because we need your guidance. We can't do any of this without without you guys as the same as you can't do it without us. So don't be sorry. Just, you know, keep helping us out. That's all. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Um, 215-868. Hey, hello. Yes. Can you hear me? Yes, hey, I can hear um, you. Great, plant, great platform, and I'm going to keep it short. Um, I think the most important thing for us to do is communicate um, and listen and be open-minded. If we can do that, then we can move forward and strategize, and that's all I have to say. Hey, thank you. Thank you very much for having me. Awesome. Thank you. Don't forget to say your names when you when you're closing out, so we'll know who you are. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'll say you. I'll say you. Okay. Um. Two six seven two six six. Okay. Um. Four zero seven. Call from the four zero seven. Yes. Yes. Hello? Yeah, this is Rob Davis. 
also oh, hi, seeking opportunities to win. How are you? Yeah, I got bumped off earlier. earlier today. Okay. I'm definitely enjoying listening um, to the to all the comments and all the opinions and all how everybody feel. Um, we're at a bad place. Um, one of the things we need to deal with that hasn't been dealt with is the anger issue. Um, we as adults from the Generation X age, you know, we've suffered a whole lot of injustices. You know, we're doing some things that we saw our parents deal with some things that we are not, we didn't stand or comprehend. And then our young people are mad at their parents because the parents dropped the ball. See, we got comfortable and complacent with our movement. And what happens is we lost leadership. All the leaders got bored out or whatever way they got, you know, disposed of their leadership position or their power to say, they left us. And that's what the young people are mad out so mad at. See, the problem is we can't have a unified movement because there's a whole lot of anger and everybody's anger is about something different. And that's why you're going to have a group of individuals who are going to have different agendas and there's not going to be a congruency within the movement. Um, we need to help. We need to help our young people to understand where they are, to be able to look past what is before them, to see what is beyond them, a future, a hope. And they don't want the hope and the future that their parents had of complacency. They want an opportunity, a full opportunity for everything that the future has to offer them. So we need to plan. And that's going to take leadership. Um, so okay. we need to hold the leadership to accountability. All right. Okay. Um, thank you so much, Rob. We'll close out with your piece. Um, call it from the 302897. All right. I'm going to keep moving. Call it yeah. from the 8. Um, okay. I'm sorry. 302897. Yeah, you, I just you want to give us this is Ms. Johnson again. I just wanted to say that um, this was a great platform. Um, I think it was a start. It's a beginning. Yes, organization yeah. needs to be needs to happen. We do need a leader. We can't have a bunch of leaders because then everybody would be displaced. But someone has to be in the forefront, and we have to support that wholeheartedly. And I look forward to this moving on in the future and getting better and things happening and getting done. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Ms. Johnson. Um, call it from the 253. Do you want to give us a closing statement? You've been listening in. Alrighty. Call it from, um, oh, my gosh, this is Remy. Okay, Remy. Monique? All right. Yes. Okay. I'm All righty. You stay here before yes, the closeout. Okay. Yeah, just stay here. I'm going to do one more and then because we'll save you and Omar for closing out. Okay. Call up from the 267815. Hi, call up from the Seven eight one five. Do you want to give a closing 
Caller from the 253-306, you want to give a closing statement? Yes, yes, this is River Jones. Um, I do believe that there's there's so much that can come out of this conversation, you know. Um, I'm, I'm definitely inspired as far as being able to see different perspectives um, on everybody's idea of what, what needs to happen next. Um, and I, and I, I want to start using these platforms, you know, the fact that we can be connected at such a distance so instantly, um, start using those, you know, to our advantage. And so that's really what my mind is, is just strategizing, okay, now that the you know, the, the voices have been heard, you know, movements have been made and impact has been made, you know, good, bad, and indifferent. Um, what, you know, where do we go from here and how do we utilize some of the, the, the free tools, the simple tools? You know, we we could, we don't have to meet up in person. We can do this right from the comfort of our own homes and still um, still make some things move, you know, still make some differences um, from from politics to finances to just emotional and and, and physical health and, and wellness, like all of that, you know, can be impacted without us having to leave our space. And I think that's that's something we should definitely take advantage of. So uh, that's where my mind's at from here. So I do appreciate everybody for sharing. All right. Thank you, River. And um, so I guess that takes us to Remy, and I'm going to open up Remy and Omar. Can you guys close this out? Um, sure. Um, I just would like to thank everyone for joining us on this open um, conversation of Hear Me Now. Um, this will not be the only time. Um, this is just the very beginning. Um, so now that we have uh, several different people from across generations in one room, um, I believe that we can um, put together something and move forward. I would like to thank everyone again. Um, this is Omar talking again. I just like to thank everybody for talking and, and speaking and saying how they feel about everything. And I just feel like all we need is communication. Like you see, it was no arguments. Everybody said how they felt. Like the more com- people communicate, the better things are. And a lot of communication is lost nowadays. So I'm just glad we had a chance to talk about everything that's going on. Awesome. So. Um... I guess we're going to close out with um, this piece. Um, I think it's One Man's View by Robert Davis. And from Master Grill Radio, I thank all of you for tuning in. Please remember to, and I need you to come back because I don't actually have everyone's email and your phone numbers don't stay on. So please come back to the page, come back to the show, and we will have a link. And you can sign up on an email list. You can let us know the name of your company or your organization. Give us a description of what you do and um, your contact and what you believe, you know, a next step should be. So this way we can create a resource landing page, um, you know, for, for to hear me now. And then people can come back and um, check things out. I also like to um, – it got really hectic, so I didn't get to share with everyone, but 100 Black Men, they have a, a program called Manhood 101 So um, in Philadelphia. So if you look up 100 Black Men in Philadelphia, they also have a, a program that's pretty comprehensive. So that's it. Thank you, everyone. And, you know, let me say, I say, stay phenomenal. <laughs> There is a clarion call, an ancestral beckoning. 
for a reckoning against the ills of black folk. Mother Earth is crying out for freedom, justice, equality. Her tears resonate as the beatings of injustice reverberate under the rhythm of footprints and footsteps of a people with nowhere to go, nowhere to call home. I sit on my bed perched at the window circumventing these voices in my head as I glare through the divided blades of the open shade in a thick glaze upon the brick wall of the adjacent row home. Ears filled with say-so by P.J. Morton featuring Jojo blaring through the headphones but I don't hear the music of this phenomenal playlist. My attention is amiss. Amidst, somewhere far away from this. The crime, the poverty, the beatings, the killings, the lies and deception, socioeconomic inequality, the inhumanity, the movements that ain't moving, because evidently, we still here. The other day I watched a young brother die right before my eyes. Who would have thought that the last good words he ever heard would have been mine? They say Jesus wept. I cried. Eighteen years, eighteen tears, he blessed this earth. Yet to live, yet he died. He along with all the others who got shot or killed by another, a brother, or even a cop. Stop. Please. Stop. So I can breathe. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 